0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe Next Year, a redemption story for a podcast that threw five interceptions last year. My name is Frank. I'm Paul. And uh, here we are, like we all predicted at the beginning of the year, uh, with Nathan Peterman starting at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Um, The Bills had some other uh, things happen, but we will Get to them uh, in order, and we will uh, start with the uh, the football games that they played. The Buffalo Bills uh, came back in thrilling fashion, I am told, against the against the Chicago Bears, and then they did something else against another football team, which was the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, that was not as good the week before. Um, we saw Josh Allen play. We saw AJ McCarron play an entire fourth uh, preseason game. Uh, and he's no longer on the team. But let's go to our correspondent in the Mile High City uh, right now. Paul, uh, since you have the most sunlight left, uh, could you get us started on, did you watch any of these games? How much did you watch? Um, I, in fact, know you watched a little of one of them, uh, yes. but, but uh, where are you after these two games? And then uh, and then we'll get into some of the the roster moves after that.
1: Yep. Um, so as as you guys know, uh, we did all watch the third preseason game. So we have our our takes on that. Uh, the fourth preseason game I watched none of sounded crazy, sounded off the hook, is the kids say. I think that's what the kids say. Right. With uh, with the great A.J. McCarron comeback, the legendary comeback uh, to use the word yes, legendary. So, yes. So, yeah, the the impressions on the game we watched, you know, the the third preseason game, that was, uh, you know, that was not ideal. I would say I was not so much upset with Josh Allen uh, over. I was the fact that the offensive line was clearly determined to end the Josh Allen era after one preseason game. So yeah. that was that was my problem with that. I think the. I mean, I won't dive into the quarterback decision now because I'm sure that's something we're going to be discussing later. But I was definitely concerned with the defense and how well Cincinnati handled them, especially at cornerback. Uh, You know, the Vontae Davis experiment is looking like it could be tough. You can see what the national press thinks of the Bills after those games is there are no fewer than two between ESPN and SP Nation publications that have the Bills ranked 32 in the in their power rankings, which I think is way off by at least two, Hmm. uh, rankings. So, but probably more. So, you know, all in all, I was, you know, to, to take away some of the positives, I still remain impressed with Tremaine Edmonds. I thought he did very well. I thought most of the starters that played in that, that third game, who we expected to play well did well. I was relieved when when Scott and I were were talking during the game, thinking, "Oh man, Dawkins just got nailed." I was relieved that it was actually Marshall Newhouse filling in for Dawkins. It was terrible, so that was that was re- reassuring to me. But all in all, I definitely I think we're going to share a lot of the same concerns about what to expect during the regular season. I am sorry I missed the thrilling comeback at the end of the uh, of Game Four, but all in all, it was not. Uh, I was Michaela Maroney level, not impressed, though mm. also not in full-on panic mode.
0: Yeah, the 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 line play in Game 3 was scary, and it was really bad. I mean, you, you, we talk about Allen leaving for the concussion protocol, even though he didn't have a concussion, uh, according to the, the teams. Um, but, you know, he was hit enough and beat up enough that it, it was sort of disappointing. I felt like I wasn't, like as you said, I came away from that game not thinking he wasn't ready so much as I thought this team isn't ready and and they're not in a position for him to be out there. Um, he did say he needs to get the ball out faster and and that's probably something that's true. Um, but man, they, they they just looked underwhelming. And Nate Peterman came in and had a nice second half to go with the rest of the preseason. And I think that, you know, he certainly uh surprisingly uh at least at the outset had the best preseason um and it's hard to say that uh how much of that is aj McCarron getting injured but um certainly at the end of the game 3 i had people who listened last week know that i had sort of wanted to get the josh allen uh hype train the 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 find out what we have in allen um Sooner rather than later, and after Game Three, I was ready to back off of that. Even though I didn't really have a problem with Allen, I felt like the ball was coming out crispy, crisply when he had a second to throw it, and he wasn't getting a very good uh, help from his wide receivers or his offensive line. Um, very troubling, of course. Also, was the defense? Um, it felt pretty, and it, it felt pretty flat um, against uh, you know what was a. I don't want to say a bad Bengals offense or anything. It certainly, it was a decent Bengals offense last year. But man, there was some serious uh, blown coverages and 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 stuff that just didn't look good uh, at all. Uh, you can of course throw in the caveat that this was this was game three of the preseason, and many things are vanilla. Even though this is the quote unquote dress rehearsal, um, but for a dress rehearsal, and I've been in, I had been in a lot of stage productions. This was one of the worst dress rehearsals I had ever had ever seen. Uh, I also did not watch the AJ McCarron legendary comeback. I found out I didn't even know he played it. Um, I I think I had heard maybe an hour before it happened that he was going to play some of it. I didn't realize he was going to play all of it. Um, I would not have been fully surprised if they had said at the last minute, Uh, we grabbed a guy off the street and put him in a uniform. Um, So it was sort of uh good for mccarron i'm happy that it was a good game for him i am guessing that is the reason why he is in oakland or at least part of the reason that he showed he could get up and play some football um to the point where uh you know he is a better uh backup than ej Manuel. i think aj over ej a is comes before e so i feel like that's certainly a reason to um sign him uh and and good for the bills for getting anything for that at all when it was probably you know um maybe maybe they were going to carry three quarterbacks if they couldn't they certainly have been trying out new quarterbacks which we'll talk about in a minute um but you know being able to get something for him uh what a fall for grace for him though uh we'll talk more about that in a minute i don't think scott is back yet scott had to go
1: um, right. So, we, and you know, just to pick up some of the momentum on what you're talking about, Frank, too. And I don't want to delve too deeply into future topics on the, the podcast. Yeah, I find it really, f- yeah. yeah I, I, find, I, I find it really funny that AJ goes to the Raiders who then release EJ Manuel, And you have to really seriously think that that ends, or at least close to ends EJ's NFL career. Yeah. So,
0: just about right. I mean, he now needs to make a certain amount of money as a, a veteran. Uh, and and if he's not the backup there and he's going to get dropped what's he ever done I guess AJ McCarron probably still has enough uh, mystery about him yes. that that you know he, he's intriguing as opposed to uh EJ who you know right. I think older and certainly I think people know exactly who EJ Manuel is now and um, maybe he's yeah, got, he's,
1: he's got what 17 or 18 career starts now, whereas I think AJ's got four to five. So I think right. they're like, eh, you know, where we've moved on from EJ. nice guy. We all loved EJ when he was here, just not as a football player as okay. a human being great. But you know, I, I think that was kind of a, a funny aspect of the the trade and there were some sniffing around that the bills were looking into recently cut paxton lynch so mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting if you're going to trade away jay mccarran then be like you know what? we're going to downgrade yeah and take I... on some dead money but who knows that's just that's just rumor at this point
0: scott are you are you yes. ready to oh excellent can you we, hear me we, yes that's we can. yes
2: all right then i i do i was listening to you guys talk uh, oh, so uh yeah no i briefly i'll say you know you guys covered it i mean obviously the line play was pretty terrible. So that's not great uh, really on both sides. We weren't able to get any pressure on Dalton in, in addition to the fact that we didn't have any success in defending Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had no ability to cover anyone. It seemed like, it seemed like the the deep in cutting in or in uh post route was there pretty much all day, um, for Andy Dalton. Um, and obviously Vontae Davis looked completely lost on the, on the uh, stutter go that John Ross threw at him. Um, Vontae Davis, to me, that was a bit of a question mark coming into training camp about this idea that we would just kind of casually be able to just pick up a guy who wasn't that great his last year in Indy in and got injured, and that he'd suddenly be able to come in and be a serviceable cornerback um, without any real depth behind him, and that clearly hasn't panned out, or at least it hasn't panned out so far, and I don't think it's going to get any easier once we're into the preseason. So No um that's disappointing and then you know yeah i mean good for mccarron for getting us a fifth round pick out of his performance um the other night but i'm pretty sure that's gonna you know the way the way that's looking right now is that that's going to be you know like the first pick in the fifth round or wait no because it's the raiders pick right so we will already have the first pick in the first round in the fifth <laughs> round um Preview. the way this when this team's playing uh, preview right now.
0: Scott's feelings regarding the rest of the, the rest of the year. Yeah, um,
1: Although we're still better than the uh, Oakland general manager who, when Brandon Bean said, all right, I don't care which fifth you give us yours or Pittsburgh's. He said, okay, yeah, then you're going to take Pittsburgh's essentially admitting we're going to be worse in Oakland than Pittsburgh's going to be this year. So we're going to stack for what we believe will be the lower of the fifth round picks, which is ours, because we're going to suck. I, yeah. I found that very amusing. That is well, amusing.
2: Because also Pittsburgh is definitely going to be better than Oakland this year, right?
1: Right. I, mean, I, I think you definitely think so. It. Thank you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 the right decision. It's just hilarious that a general manager almost has to uh it has now been called out. It's not like he and Brand- he said to Brandon, like, okay, just pretend you asked for the lower of the, the you know, we agreed. We agreed. On pick. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, there was the Khalil Mack trade. And one of the, one of the people was talking, one of the GMs who was nameless, who they were guessing might've been Brandon Bean was saying, somebody said, you know, if I'm being honest, we're probably picking in the top 10. And if it's going to take a first round pick to get Khalil Mack, I'm not comfortable trading that because, it, you know, here I am in a top 10 pick. And so, you know, that's a GM who is taking a realistic stock of, you know, we're going to be pretty bad this year. And so, you know, I, on one level, good for the Oakland GM for probably having a realistic view of how, what his team's going to be like. On the other hand, I don't know.
1: <laughs> like, I, I would rather be playing the for the bills than playing for Oakland but, or you've had that, that much. I think we, we could agree on. So yeah.
0: Yeah, probably. Um okay so let's go to the non QB roster moves. Obviously the team has gotten down to 52 people. There's a roster spot open. We'll talk about some of the people that they've been trying out. Um but you know a, a big switch at punter and uh the other big story for me was the cutting of Corey Coleman although I am not really like that upset about trading away a 2019 was a 2020 seventh round pick that i mean yes
1: 2020 and mind you since they're going to win the super bowl in 2019 you're looking at the very last you're looking at the mr Relevant pick yeah
0: yeah.
1: i mean look any seventh
0: round pick has a has a much lower chance of making the roster anyway so you know if for me looking at it saying well if if you want a chance at a a first round talent and part of that evaluation is going to require him understanding the offense it's not like I mean, I don't want to diminish what a pass rusher does, but on some level, I feel like you could tell a pass rusher, okay, go in and run at the quarterback, you know, as opposed to timing and the like. Well, then, all right, they they spent a, a you know, 30% chance of having a roster player on him instead of Joe Schmo seventh round. Um, and, you know, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but what about, um, let's start with Scott this time. Was, was there any any surprise roster moves? Anything you're you're interested in before I, you answer Let me just say, I think it's funny that the bills roster page, if you search for centers only lists uh, Bodine. And if you look for their actual starting center, uh, Ryan Groy, he's listed as a guard on their webpage. So uh, it's kind of not the worst thing, but it's kind of billsy to do that.
2: Yeah, that is kind of billsy. Um Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say there were too many surprises. I mean, I feel like, you know, as usual, you know, that's usually special teams that kind of decides some of the back of the back of the roster kind of moves so you know that's why taiwan jones is hanging around there you know ray mcleod doesn't really you know he had a couple of nice connections but certainly not enough to like really put him over the top other than his special teams ability uh potentially so that's not too surprising um you know growing growing in front of bodine groy was marginally better but he got toasted in that bengals game as well so it's not like he was uh lighting things on you know on fire that he's so great uh, you know, I think we saw Nick O'Leary coming that he was going to get cut mm-hmm. for whatever reason. He's fallen out of favor. Um, I guess the, like the other tight end more, I'm not really sure. I saw enough out of any of them to really make sense of that. Um,
1: although if, I don't know if you follow the bills, uh, TMZ, if you will, it's not really TMZ, but, uh, Jason Kroom is in a relationship with, with Kelly Pagula, uh, Pagula's daughter. Oh, so, no, I've not seen any of this. Yep. so wow. quite openly uh, on, on her Instagram page and elsewhere, and she was very happy and posted on social media when he scored a touchdown in the Bengals game. So that might be one of your answers, Scott. That's, uh, that's a possibility. Or yes. he's just a better player. Nick O'Leary's, aside from being Jack Nittles' grandson, is not the greatest player in the history of the world so let's hope it's the latter and not not the former
2: agreed um but that is fascinating um other than that i mean you know all of these secondary guys are kind of none of them really were thrilling for me anyway so i'm not really too broken up to see any of them get cut um i mean it's again this team's not going to be good that, this year let's just put that out there so i i, I you know i have nothing further to add your honor
1: all right. Paul. Ending. <laughs> we always like to end on high notes here. Yeah. My thoughts are are relatively the same as Scott's. None of those guys I was thinking might be the quote unquote surprise cut were except for maybe O'Leary were were cut. You know, the, the cornerbacks, the guys at the bottom of the safety roster stayed, the one exception being Dean Marlowe, who came back on the practice squad. So nothing too shocking there. We talked about the McCarran trade already. I do have the concern, again, we'll talk about quarterback more later. We, uh, you know, running back played out exactly as you expected. Tywan Jones not only makes the team, but is captain, you know, Marcus Murphy was a surprise of camp. I think there are just very little surprises. And yeah, the Corey Coleman thing. Yes, it, it, the money pisses me off more than the draft pick that they've essentially Agreed. have to eat five million some dollars after Bean was so focused yeah. on, Hey, we're going to eat all the money we can this year. Uh, and then it's going to be over, but we know we've eaten way too much money. So now that just adds on to that. And then McCarron's, I know him being traded pushes some money to next year, which is what they were trying to avoid in the first place. So a little they're pissed about the Corey money. Coleman money, but I, I also understand too, like they're shitty. They're really bad at receiver <laughs> right now. They really bad. And they thought this guy has a lot of talent it's a seventh round pick in 2020. What the heck? We'll throw it out there. Worst case scenario, we're out $5 million in a 2020 seventh round pick. And that's what happened. So I'd rather them go with the, the six best receivers that they have. And if those and are a, the six. Go it's a net, I'm sorry. I just
0: want to say it's, it is a net positive on draft picks for the preseason. If we count McCarron as part of the moves, I mean, they, they moved up in a way they, they're going to have a better pick than that for him.
1: Yep. Right. And yeah, and especially yeah, they are they're gonna have a fifth round pick for, for him. And and the way you look at it, too, the guys, you know, the guys they that are gonna cost them some money, McCarron and Coleman, we're not going to be starters on this team. Probably not this year, probably not going forward. So at least you got, you know, you've lost a 2027th rounder, but you've gained a 2019 fifth rounder, which is obviously of more value anyway. So I was fine on that. And defensively, again, no real. Surprises there is nice to see, you know, Shaq Lawson step up and earn a spot. He was on someone we talked about potentially being traded or cut, but about a month or so ago, he really seemed to step up in training camp and they were pleased. So that's good. Eddie Abros on the roster. Linebacker, again, terrible core. Tanner, I guess, Tanner Vallejo being cut was a mild surprise, but that 2017 draft for every team is terrible. There are a lot of articles about that online right now. Mm-hmm. And I think really the only other thing. To note about some of the, uh, you know, decisions, it's, you know, there's there's a lot of youth and inexperience on this roster, and that's what's to be expected when you have 30-plus million in cap money because that's who you can afford to have on the, the roster. So I think this is not a great roster by any means, but I have no arguments with the, the decisions that they've made.
0: Okay. Um, well, Nito. Yeah, the... Um... The uh I I I don't have much else to add. I, I think you're right. There's not much interesting this year um with regards to it, largely based on the talent pool to start with. Um, but I guess the only caveat is I think we all felt this that way this time last year. I think certainly they're comparing it to last year, it looks like it's definitely taken a step back. And I'm not saying it's gonna be good, but maybe it'll be better than we think it will be. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe that's a theme a lot of years when we think they're terrible is like, it's a little bit better than we, we thought it was going to be, but let us move on to the more interesting, the most interesting of the, of the topics, the, the quarterback, uh, situation, uh, Nate Peterman starting Josh Allen backing up Scott, I know you were, you were back and forth for a second. I will reiterate that I have not necessarily come around to your side. I, I guess I wish uh, Allen had played better and we had had an opportunity for Allen to start the season, but certainly based on the preseason and the way the line looks, I am very comfortable with Nate Peter. I mean, okay. Am I comfortable with Nate Peterman starting at quarterback? No. Uh, as one of the better tweets I, I saw about it said, you know, if Colin Kaepernick walks into his collusion meeting with this tweet that Nate Peterman starting at quarterback in the NFL, he should win his case immediately. Um, that made me giggle a little uh but the the uh the, the so i don't think he's good uh but i do think he won the preseason amongst the quarterbacks available and i am comfortable letting allen sitting on the bench and i am comfortable waiting a little while before the 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 allen train gets gets going um peterman looked composed he looked like he knew what was going on he looked like a guy who Uh, wouldn't necessarily throw five interceptions in a, in a, in a half. Um, (laughs) uh, so, and I will, I'll kick it over. Let me kick it over to Scott again first, just because, you know, we usually disagree on things, uh, with regards to quarterbacks more vehemently. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on these two, uh, going into the season and feel free to incorporate any thoughts on trying out Paxton Lynch or, trading aj mccarron uh into this into this
2: conversation I don't, I don't i don't feel like we need to add another untested to poor quarterback to our quarterback room right at this point i'm not sure what paxton lynch is adding at this point other than like was isn't paxton lynch i forget what his like stats are but he seems like kind of like the original josh allen like he's like another I think big that's R fair, yeah big armed guy who's like Ooh, I, look at him The nice thing fly. about being
1: in Denver is I've heard some great jokes about this recently <laughs> which is that John Elway clearly drafted Paxton Lynch to cement his own status as the greatest quarterback in Broncos history. Right. Like this is this is the guy we're bringing in to play quarterback, clearly not better than me. So oh, yeah, it's uh he's still out there so let's let's hope he stays out there. I'm going to agree with Scott. Sorry Scott just I wanted to get my well, agreement in before. Fair no, enough. you're in, you're in
0: good shape here. To to that
2: that, yeah. ends the Paxton Lynch conversation, I think. Um, uh, yes, no, in that uh, ESPN preview today, I read. Um, not only did they say the Bills had the thirty-second ranked projected offense, they had the thirty-first ranked projected defense and the thirty-second best quarterback room. So, uh, good, 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 lots of good out there. Um. As a result of those numbers, in part, I don't have a problem with Nathan Peterman um, starting. In part, because you know, I you know I didn't think the line was going to be great. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Um, you know, they were able to do a little more next year, and I think it will be a little better with Dawkins in there. Obviously, just because Dawkins is going to be a better player than Newhouse, um, mm-hmm. he probably is already. In in addition, uh, excuse me, I just had a little indigestion talking about Marshall Newhouse. Uh, <laughs> But, that will uh, happen. Yeah. It's,
1: it's related. It's unfortunate.
2: It's unfortunate. Um but the so yes. Josh Allen should probably ride the bench for at least a couple games um as we all know the Ravens Chargers and Vikings first three games of the season you have to sit him at least for those. Um after that, you know, there's talk about maybe sit him till after the Pats game, week 8, the, the Monday night game, you know, when the season really will be out of hand. So <laughs>
1: Uh, I think, Uh, I think think confidence about this season.
2: yeah, Yeah. So it's not, it's nothing personal. Like one of the worst takes I saw was like Mike Lombardi, who just has lots of terrible takes, but it was like, you know, I think they should put Josh Allen out there. You know they really need to let him get his feet wet, and he had no real. He's like, I don't know what Nathan Peter was gonna do for them. You know they don't. You know Josh Allen's the guy they drafted. They got to put him out there, and it was like he had no, he had no concept of why people were talking about it. It was like, yeah. it's done, he's gonna get killed if you put him out there. That's why we don't start him. It's not because we don't want him to learn. Um, it's just he's not gonna learn after he gets crushed by, you know, Melvin Ingram or whatever, and he spends the rest of the season, you know, rehabbing his ACL or whatever. So. Not ideal. Certainly acceptable. Peterman, go ahead. You know, Obviously, he is now kind of in the, the Tyrod Taylor role of spending the whole season auditioning for his next team. I mean, I'm sure we'll try and hold on to him because clearly Sean McDermott loves him, and he's not necessarily a terrible quarterback. Like He had a terrible game. That's certainly true. He had some... I'm trying to think of the right word. Mediocre games. Otherwise Mm -hmm. mediocre series. Yes. Otherwise. um, I think the
1: word I think the official word is unterrible, maybe. (laughs) Right.
2: Um, so you know, that's enough to stick around as a backup, certainly. And if you know someone wants to roll the dice on the Nathan Peterman experiment in two or three years when his contract runs out, that's not us. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I certainly don't have a problem with 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 Alan riding the pine for a little while.
1: Yep. It's I'm glad Scott ended with the Uh, peterman's bad half because someone had mentioned on twitter and sorry i don't remember who to give them proper credit on this that if this is an interesting question if nathan peterman doesn't start that first half in san diego would it have even been a question whether or not he should have started this regular season i don't think I, i don't think it would have been i think people would have been like yeah he is uh He's outperformed out in the preseason. He's looked good in his, he's looked not terrible, I should say, or to mediocre in his other series that he has played with the team. And we would be talking about how he managed to throw a touchdown to Calvin Benjamin in a game where there were 7 billion feet of snow falling at the, at the time. And, you mm-hmm. know, was, was impressive at points in that game. So, you know, he'd be one, I know oh as a starter, if we, if we went with that. So, I think that's funny that there's so much judgment out there for him playing really poorly for one half. And I like the fact that Deadspin ridicules him and, and that everyone else is on the Bills case about this. That said... I do not think the Bills have put themselves in what I like to call the Chargers 2004 situation where they draft Philip Rivers to take over because they're disappointed with this guy named Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. And then Drew Brees wins comeback player of the year. And then they trade Drew Brees for a King's ransom and start Philip Rivers. And everyone is happy. You know, it would be wonderful if Nathan Peterman turns into Drew Brees, Josh Allen turns into Philip Rivers, and we have to have this discussion about, oh, they've got too many good quarterbacks right now because we haven't had to have that discussion ever in Bill's history, I don't think. Maybe Flutie Johnson, maybe, but they haven't really had two good quarterbacks on the roster at the same time in a long time. So... I, I'm i okay with the, this approach. I think it's the right approach for the reason that if one of them gonna, is going to get killed, it's going to be Allen. I think Peterman has that quicker release point, so he is less likely to be killed. I think Josh can learn from him how to get rid of the ball faster by watching on the sidelines. That will help him a lot. It also is probably going to lead to a lot of interceptions because he's going to be rushed into his, his you know, he, he rushes his throws and he doesn't have Josh Allen's arm. But we'll, we'll take what we can get. And right now he is the best option at quarterback. I am not a fan of the McCarran trade. I would rather have someone with some experience on the roster. I, I should say I'm not a fan of it. I'm okay with the takeaway. The fact that McCarron is not a game changer and you're, you've are you gotten a, a pick out of him. Good. Mm-hmm. But they also are having money, you know, as I talked about earlier, they've got some dead cap money they take on this year and next year because of that signing and you're putting the fate in the hands of as Scott noted the 32nd ranked QB room in the NFL so that's that's the the difference there but I I think these decisions are fine I think I start Peterman I think Allen's the primary backup so I'm okay with where they're at I do not think it is a recipe for 2018 success but I think it's the the right solution for now
2: okay
0: I, uh, I, I should
1: I, add that I don't feel there's anything that's recipe for 2018 success at this point no
0: right other than being other than, honest right other than a lot of luck like last year um the, the uh, yeah I, I I can I can I can agree to all that I think the the, the thing with AJ McCarron, as you sort of point out he's sort of low stakes enough that you know whether they kept him or not I doesn't I don't think really makes a, a difference this year. I'm getting ing- indigestion talking about A.J. McCarron.
2: So um, there you go.
0: I'm
1: interested in seeing which Bills player, former Bills player makes me need to stop to, you know, collect yourself. In my stomach. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So the, uh, that's that. Uh, I'm excited to see Alan when he plays. I'm happy. In, you know what? I, I guess I'll say this. I'm happy that a guy like Peterman who really did sort of stick through what was almost if not no was in fact on many levels the the historical worst performance by a quarterback in his first game stuck through it and has you know earned a spot be albeit this spot on in the worst you know quarterback team in the league but like exactly
2: what exactly was he supposed to do though like what do you mean I don't want the checks anymore I'm quitting (laughs) like I think
0: that some people have quit. I think that the other thing is that like you know he didn't he, he played well enough, right? Like he could have lost that job to, to Josh Allen. He could have had a bad series. He could have, he could have, he went into the offseason and, and, and worked a lot. I mean, I think the, 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 the story on him is, you know, he didn't, he went back and got back into the game and played reasonably
2: well in, in a snow, field it's, it's not it's not like he's a college athlete doing it for a scholarship we're paying him like that's the bills are paid. Yeah, okay they
0: yes they're part paid. of
2: it like the, he's doing it he is getting paid for this it's not like it's all right then fair. fine his efforts are worth nothing <laughs> that's fine just just okay sorry it's just, it's an odd <laughs> phrasing it seemed to bother me
0: all right i don't know i'm happy look there are okay. a million there are many people in the nfl who get paid who don't persevere okay, okay and don't improve don't give themselves it 100% and okay. and have had terrible days and not stuck with it. And, and he did and good for him. I'm glad that at least that, you know, he gets his chance at it. If, okay. But then if he goes, so if if he, he goes if he into put... this, if he go let me, I'll put it like this. If he goes into these next couple of games and doesn't play as poorly as before and plays, I don't know, semi not awfully, then he can like, at least say, well, you know what? I went back in and, and, and I, and I improved. I was, I was, He can tell his kids like I stuck with it and I wasn't a great quarterback at all, but I didn't give up and I did something better than than, you know, I, I, you know, that doesn't have to be his lasting legacy.
2: Okay, fair enough. But to be fair, like. If, if he goes, it's interesting because it, not to get super kind of metaphysical on this, but, you know, the trying is not is is what you were talking about. Whether or not he succeeds is pretty irrelevant. Like that's the trying is the thing that matters on some level.
0: Sure. So, absolutely. And to see it, but I guess to see it rewarded and a in a in this way is look, I don't like a lot of narratives. I think a lot of narratives are horseshit. I'm happy that a guy who tried succeeded, even though it's only going to last for a little while. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Okay. All right. I'm done.
0: <laughs> Last week, I didn't want him to be the quarterback. Like, let's be honest. Like, I was very ready for him to not be the quarterback. And despite everybody except him not wanting, there was nobody on this planet other than Nate Peterman and if he's married, his wife, that wanted him to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> nobody in the Bills locker room wanted him to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> nobody in the NFL. Nobody on this podcast. And he's a forget it. I'm going to keep it. I would, I would disagree.
1: I Joey Bosa wants Nathan Peterman to be the Bill's starting yes, quarterback. I guess, no doubt. Right.
0: right. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm sure Jalen Ramsey has thoughts about that too, but, um, you know, good for him. That's all. Can I just say good for him? Can we have a good for him and add a boy?
2: Sure. Good. Good for Nathan Peterman,
1: I guess.
0: All I right.
2: Okay.
1: I would okay. love to laugh at ourselves when they go 13 and three and he's the next Nick Foles.
0: Right. It's not good for us, but it's good for him. Yes. <laughs> um, Let's. So we have a couple of things here. Uh, We have our first quarter predictions, our Bills Ravens predictions. We have a wacky schedule to finish. We have this Days in Bills history. And I think that before, I think we should do um, finish wacky schedule. And then before we do this Days in Bills history, I, I think you should both throw out a guess as to what the final record would be without too much analysis. Just a. Going into this season, I think it's going to be X. And then we'll talk about the first quarter of the season like we 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 okay. do. Um, but can we let's let's get on to something less contentious than whether it's okay to feel praise <laughs> for Nathan <laughs> Peterman. Uh <laughs> uh, which is just, you know, our our fan favorite wacky schedule.
2: Okay, fan favorite wacky schedule. So we are finally in the the home stretch. Let's get right to it. Week sixteen. This is, of course, the famous Bills at Patriots game. Very little chance historically for the Bills to win this game, unless, of course, the Patriots aren't playing that hard because they're already in the playoffs, in which case then there's definitely a chance that the Bills will play and or win. Um, In fact, there's a decent chance they'll play regardless. But what I was thinking about with this game was for those... You know historically on on wacky schedule we've we've chosen different events for the competitors to compete in that maybe not you know maybe somewhat athletic in the kind of sense that they're trying to to do some sort of athletic feed i remember i think it was was it last year that we had um i want to say it was like ty- it was no it was like one year it was like ryan fitzpatrick versus like tom brady in the modern pen like the the original pentathlon or something I forget what it was, but it was something. Yes, we
0: had a, yes, we had a pentathlon. I think you're correct.
2: Yeah. So I thought that instead, you know, and, and because the Greeks, when they first came, when they first kind of came up with their version of competition of, you know, kind of testing a, a person's, you know, inner strength against someone else, they included intellectual subjects and they would have, you know, poetry kind of competitions. And so that's what I pictured for this Bills Patriots game, which is going to be far more entertaining if it ends up being a uh, a Nathan Peterman uh, Tom Brady poetry slam. Oh, excuse me, no, I had a Lorenzo Alexander because Peterman is not going to be like he's Brady's going to wipe the floor with him on poetry slam. I'm just going to put that out there. Tom Brady has way more <laughs> life experience. He's had some highs and lows. Admittedly, Peterman has had some lows. I'm not sure he's had too many highs. No so uh, you know like probably you know like beating you know virginia tech in the last game of the season or something was probably his high um so uh yeah so i had lorenzo alexander who has had some lows and some highs made the pro bowl obviously i feel like the life experience gives us some 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 credibility here versus tom brady in a poetry slam that's going to be scored round by round over i'm going to say five rounds just in case we have a you know a tiebreaker or something. So uh, I'm going to start with with Paul. All right, <clears throat> go ahead and give me your thoughts on Poetry Slam. So L- I think the, versus Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, I think the best of five is is going to be needed. I think this is going to go three to two because my initial reactions. In one, I do want to point out to listeners who don't know the as Scott mentioned the Greeks used to do feats of mental intelligence. Socrates actually used to uh, be a shot putter and then realized he was terrible at it, did this whole intellectual thing, like, oh, this is cool, too. So then that's how that all started. So there's a little trivia tidbit for everyone, uh, because Socrates was a terrible shot-putter. The Greeks started to measure intelligences in, in competition. Anyway, the uh, initially I thought, well, this, this should go to Lorenzo, because I think you can talk about Tom Brady's low is all you want, but he still goes to bed with supermodel every night, and he still won more Super Bowls than anyone in history and has had the most success of any player in the NFL. And if the NFL decide to waive, it's, you know, you have to wait five years to be in the hall of fame for him. We couldn't really argue, he's been that great, but he also has a fierce level of determination and competitiveness that has made him that way so he might be of the frame of mind that eh, going into a rap battle with a guy who I should, you know, I, I should be superior to in every way because he feels that way about every human being. I think he's going to be especially determined. But Lorenzo, you know, you look at Zo. he went from being a, a special teams guy that the Bills were just going to plug into, you know, the Danny Crossman special teams unit under Rex Ryan, which, by the way, someday we need to do a podcast on Danny Crossman and the fact that he is on what his third or fourth coaching staff of the bills. Now, mm-hmm. every, every bills coaching staff that comes on is like, Oh, these coaches are terrible. Fire them all, but keep that special teams coordinator. So I think we have to do a special podcast someday on how good Danny Crossman must actually be, but that's a, that's a digression. So I think Lorenzo, you know, he's going to come from a place of like, Hey, I made a pro bowl when I was 47 years old as a defensive player in Rex Ryan's defense, I think it was 47. I think he's like 50, 51 now. So I think ultimately you look at, uh, look at what Lorenzo's come out of, even though Tom Brady is, is a very skilled man. I've got to give the, 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 the poetry rap slam, I, which I probably have misnamed to Lorenzo Alexander. I say it's going to be three to two. I think his, his raps on having to, you know, be elevated by rex rye and that's going to strike a chord with people like oh my god you poor man and what you've had to endure through i think tom's going to win some when he talks about having to play uh for bill belichick for 17 years that's going to earn some sympathy uh and so he's going to really delve into the depths of emotion to do that but i think overall lorenzo's coming from some darker places i think he's going to win a three to two
0: I am a poet who composes what the world proses and proses what the world composes. Uh, you have hit me in my wheelhouse, Scott. The entirety of my life before I knew you guys was devoted to one Saul Williams, uh, said The Shotgun to the Head, the movie Slam, uh, She, the book. There is a lot wow. that I know about MCs. Um, and there is zero chance that
1: tom brady (laughs) is is at (laughs) all capable um yeah i feel bad that i'd vote my life to drumline clearly my priorities weren't weren't straight no yeah i mean oh well
0: i got a list of demands written on the palm of my hand i look every i could i can't really do it justice and um even though i used to be able to and i've written my fair share of coffeehouse open mic poetry to to many applause and accolades um, wow. yeah no ladies
2: and gentlemen thankfully we're, this we're is scratching, an, scratching a little deeper on, on this isn't is a
0: thankfully a pre-popular internet you know life but um yeah no I, I i am no stranger to two o'clock in the morning and 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 talking about the nature of the universe and and so on and so forth um not nearly at the level of some some of my heroes um I would suggest to all of our listeners that you go and find uh, I mean Saul Williams is incredibly accessible he has a very uh, uh pop no I don't want to say pop uh, that's wrong uh, I'm, a hit, I'm a reading a
2: wikipedia article about poetry slam right now and it yeah. has a quote from him in it
0: yeah so he there's a there's an excellent album called that that's not his it's actually a collection of a bunch of different people called Ear-gasmic, uh, Ergasms Volume One, and that's uh, like a bunch of different people, and anything that that Saul has done or written. And there's a movie called Slam, uh, which takes place in DC. Uh, you should check that out for yourself because it is a it's an eye opener, and it's a very entertaining, and it's one of these things that probably a little bit better if you're college age than older, like kind of we are now. Like you're, it's just it's easier to permeate your soul a bit than it. it, it but but I would um i would i would put it up against many 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 things um so uh i don't even really need to to explain myself i feel like uh because who explains their poems um but you know the ultimate result here is tom brady you know soulless pit lorenzo alexander you know heavenbound that's my
2: final score wow understood yeah um, okay Uh, so the correct answer is Lorenzo Alexander. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you 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 both you both win, I think, right? So, and we all win because Lorenzo Alexander embarrasses Tom Brady on a nationally televised Poetry Slam. And I think the ratings for that again, we've been kind of tracking the ratings of this. I'm not sure what kind of ratings that's get. I still think Tom Brady's going to bring in a lot of eyeballs in the Northeast. Uh, and obviously, Bills fans have nothing better to do. I think Tom Brady's going to get a Getting a yeah. lot of play outside the the these you know upper East Coast
0: there. I think Tom Brady's going to come at it with a real Dead Poet Society, the cat set on the mat kind of poem. Yeah, and, he, and he's not really going to be you know playing the same.
2: You game. you don't think he's going to he's going to go for like too cool and like try and like really like get some of his hip friends to write him some stuff and he's going to try and roll that in there.
0: I think I think that if he does that, he's really going to embarrass himself and it's going to be a lot worse. Okay, and, wow, and I think. I think he's just going to go out there and like try and write on the I'm the golden boy. And, you know, which is probably his smartest play, but it's not going to be enough.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. This is good. I enjoyed the breakdown of Tom Brady's strategy on the poetry slam. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> that's just foolish. That's just foolish. Um, all right. Moving on to our last wacky schedule. It's uh, as people remember, you know, the Bills and the Dolphins a couple weeks ago when we did this. You know, the Bills are going to the Dolphins and the Bills is the classic kind of weather problem that always happens is, you know, the the Bills go down to South Florida in December and they're not used to it. The Dolphins are used to it. So there's these questions of how the Bills going to handle it. And then, of course, the reverse happens is the Dolphins now coming up to the Bills on essentially New Year's Eve Eve uh, when it's going to be pretty frigid in Buffalo. And so as part of the deal where the Dolphins in in that game, when the Bills played the Dolphins, they played it inside a rec room gymnasium. Or excuse me, a rec center gymnasium. Um, there was lots of melee's. That the you know the basketball hoops were getting in the way. The random old people walking through the middle of the fort looking for their for their uh, squash game. Uh, so instead, the Bills are like, "We'll take care of this. We're going to play in a nice climate controlled facility. Everything's going to be fine." Little did the Dolphins know when they show up in their full pads and cleats and they're playing at the keybag Center, otherwise known as the home of Buffalo's Sabers NHL hockey team. So, as a result, um, both sides play in full NFL gear on the ice rink uh, for KeyBank Arena. Um, Obviously, that's going to require a little bit of shuffling of the boxes, Mm -hmm. of of the bench areas. Because, obviously, as most people know, usually you don't dress 53 players for your, your hockey game. Or, you actually, you don't dress them for NFL either. You dress 48, 47. Either way, you can fit them on the benches. So they add a little more room to the benches. Um, but we're still going to play on a regulation NHL, link, not regulation Olympic, link. So It's going to be a little narrow. Got to remember that. Yeah. Point. Um. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to say, Frank, you can take it away with this one. You know, and I and I had thought so much about the poetry one
0: that I didn't. So we're going to have to walk through this one a little bit together as I think about okay, it. Okay, sure. Um, do you obviously... want to start with Paul? Or do you no, wanna... no, 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 no. I, this is good. This is good. I okay. can do this Um, because
1: i'm planning to build off frank's answer so this is valuable right now because i'm giving him time to stall well and think of something well i'm actually gonna try and steal portions of his answer. so
0: scott just to be clear it is nfl rules it's just on the ice and is the hockey net still on the ice okay so the hockey
2: net is removed because that is removable okay and then you cut out for the first question what was the first question
0: oh is it full nfl rules or are we using any of the nhl lines to mean anything
2: no no the nhl lines are not meaning they're literally just playing regular nfl rules on On
0: ice ice, on an nhl ice rink in buffalo exactly Um,
2: so the end zones i'm gonna say like probably like the red line
0: okay great yeah yeah okay that's good um so i think it's going to be you know what? I think it's going to be weirdly high scoring. I think the first quarter, there's going to be a lot of slipping and adjusting. And there is going to be some, probably some injuries. It's okay. I mean, not okay, but it's the last week of the season. Um, but I think once people get going, the the the, the short um, field, you're going to be able to go for basically a touchdown on almost every play because especially by that time, Josh Allen's starting and he's got a cannon, but you don't even really need a cannon because the ice is so short. Um, and I think in that case, um, I want to take the bills in this one because I think the bills are going to have better access to practice. I think, especially if they know the game is coming up at all, they're going to have an opportunity to to be on ice. They're going to even just getting to your car in the morning is a good practice for how to walk on ice. Um, But I think the, I think that they, they're going to be a little bit more proficient there. And I think Allen's cannon is going to be able to get them down the ice. And all we need is one or two people from Miami who can't do shit on defense um, to fall down all the time. And then it's going to be dump and dump and dump. And so I think the bills will, um, you know, score 46. And I think the I think the Dolphins will score twenty eight. I think they'll score a handful of points, but I think the Bills will will score a lot based solely, you know, based on a little bit of preparedness with the snow and a little bit of the old natural talent helping out.
1: I won't lie; I was a little. I was definitely hoping Scott would combine this one with a prior Dolphins game he did, which was an actual live dolphin. Because um, imagine yeah. an actual live dolphin. On I I mean that would just be layers layers to delve into that's that'll be for twenty twenty wacky schedule probably Absolutely. well that year's down the road. Wow, so I think I think the Bills have the distinct advantage of having played against Indianapolis last year in a, a game which I'm sure was similar in terms of difficulty with footing and with ice. But I don't just want to hand this game to the the Bills because you know I I'm interested in seeing who's has better helmets because there's going to be a lot of head smacking on the ice in this game. So Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, if you're going to go to, I I think the quarterback sliding is going to be interesting because, you know, you're down at the point where you start sliding. It would be great if they just change that a little bit to you're down where you finish sliding because you could slide at the one and score a touchdown. And by the one, I mean your own one and score a touchdown. If you, if you get a good, good wind behind you and, uh, and, you know, it's an especially icy day, I think I am just gonna have to give it to uh, to Buffalo though. I think, you know, we if once you've played in Buffalo in, in any games in November, which they will have done at this point, November and December, mm-hmm. they're they're gonna be used to practicing in all sorts of, of crumminess. So if they come out on the better side in terms of concussions suffered, I think that will be key. I, I think they'll 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 win this game. That's I think it's gonna be like five on five by the end in terms of number of healthy players.
2: <laughs> okay. I think uh, that's that's probably fair. I think this is, uh, you know, I, I'm going to steal one of Frank's favorite sayings when it comes to wacky schedule. <laughs> yes. Sometimes sometimes a football game is just a football game or whatever it is. I don't right. know what he says. Um, I'm going to it and get it wrong. <laughs> <and putscher laughs> um, but uh, no, I mean, I think I think, you know, to me, it's going to be tough to get a lot of passing done on the NHL rink because I feel like you're just not going to have the footing that you normally want. um, For one, I feel like your offensive linemen are quite literally going to be on skates the whole time. Like they're literally going to just like, it's going to be a real, it's going to be a real treat to see the offensive line play. Cause I feel like, you know, this team might actually do better if they were playing on an ice rink, frankly, because at least they just get out of the way quicker. Like you just kind of step past them as the defensive guys get tangled up and fall to the ice. Um, but uh, I think I think the I think the Bills are a better team. Especially I also think LaShawn McCoy, this is where he's really gonna come into play here. I feel like even on ice, he's gonna have some moves um that's gonna get him get him score him some to touchdowns. So I definitely see LaShawn having a big game. Uh, you know, you like having Kelvin Benjamin on the team at this point for when you do throw those one or two passes into the end zone, you know, maybe he catches it off the net, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of bounces if, which I think for this purposes, we'll just count that in. Um, so I'm going to say the Bills. I think the Bills win this one running away. I'm going to plus a heavily pro Buffalo crowd, obviously yes. inside KeyBank Center, um, going to be making it difficult for the Dolphins to hear. So I'm going to say Bills. Uh, uh, I think high scoring is a good way to go here. So I'm going to say Bills 42, Dolphins 14. Under under
0: um under thought about pos- position though, I just realized no talk. We haven't we didn't really talk about the glass keeping everybody in bounds. And whether we'd have any squaring off, you know, any any fights? Oh, any uh, fights? Yeah, sure. it, yeah. This
1: kind of makes like an arena football sort of atmosphere too. Yeah, when you yeah. when you bring up the point that Frank just did.
2: Yeah. And also, you got to worry. Uh, I there's not going to be a lot of punting or kicking because I don't think the kickers are going to be doing a lot of not a lot of traction out there on the ice.
0: Well, uh, let me get your. As I as I said, I would like for both of you to um, shout out. Uh, let's do it on the count of three. What you think you, the Bills' final record will be? I don't want there to be any analysis. I just want your gut feeling. Uh, I'll go. I'll say. I will count one, two, three, right. and then we will. And it's going to be
1: on three, right? It's not going to be after three. It's going to be three three. and
0: yeah. No, it's going to be one, two, three. Say it.
1: Right. So okay. Not, so yeah, one, two, three, sixteen and zero. Basically, yes. Right
0: or right. Yeah. Okay, ready. yeah Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, and five 11. and eleven. Okay, I said oh. seven, twelve. Okay, that's good. All right, so
2: <laughs> two fives and a four. All right, so and I,
0: I was being purposely mean. So okay, that's five.
2: Usually, what people listening to this podcast picture it as? Two fives and
0: a four. He, two, yep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what are we on the? Uh, never mind.
1: Which one? Yeah, that's not even. I would replace uh, husband. Yes.
0: <laughs> the replacement husband scale, right? Um,
1: uh, I am the Judy Greer of husbands. Sorry.
0: Right. You no, know, Paul's you a little higher on that. I think he established that through these years. You wish you were the, Judy Greer. Anyway, (laughs) um, we are an hour in. So let's get to this day in Hills history. And and then we've got our first quarter and our Ravens. But it's okay. This is the 2018. Like We're going into the real season now. So this is the one to have a little bit longer, right? Because we're going to do this regularly
2: now, folks. We're into the regular season. It's going to be once a week if it kills us. Yep, And it's going to probably kill you. The next couple of weeks when Paul is gone, it's just me and Frankie. Right. Although we he, uh,
0: we're gonna make Paul. You know, Paul has refused to play Pokemon Go in Europe for me. However, <laughs> he will be hopefully sending us field reports from Spain. Um, yeah. Other, I, maybe I
1: shouldn't have mentioned what country you're going to. I'm sorry. That's uh, but, all right. If you can track me down in the country of Spain based on that information, you deserve to murder me. <laughs> Paul, <will laughs> you hold, have you've done well.
2: <laughs>
0: Paul will hold this a siesta. I don't know. Happy hour. I, right.
1: I that's not how it works, but anyway, um, <laughs> give us, give us some, uh, Bill's headlines. Sure. All right. So it'll be this day and Bill's headlines. We actually, and, and what'll be interesting is in future weeks, this is the first week we kind of lead into some headlines of season openers, which is interesting. There are only two of them because I feel like going back past, you know, 1988 with this, but, uh, so it's mainly some post preseason headlines. We also have a couple of ones, uh, that highlight the first games of the season. So Rapid fire, we'll go through this. If you think you know the answer, shout it out. 2017, Bills make surprise move in releasing this running back. Wait, what year? 2017. Fred I know. Jackson. This was it. And we talked, we talked, no, it wasn't Fred. We talked about um, Carlos Williams. Carlos. No, but that's another good guess. It was well, actually, uh, no, jo- uh, Jonathan Williams. Yes, yes ah, Jonathan Williams. Yeah, that's right. Frank knew it was a Williams, so... It's like we talked about him for like 12 weeks of the season last year, and I'd forgotten the name until we went. I went back for, for researching this. Oh, All right, this is get any one of these three. Uh, so this is blank, blank, and blank earned Bills roster spots. The three blanks are a linebacker, a tight end, and a fullback. 20, Repeats. 2016? Yeah.
0: 2016. Uh, Patrick Demar. No, because DeMarco came in with... um. With uh, with uh,
1: McDermott, with, yeah. McDermott.
2: Yeah.
0: So the fullback
2: was uh Fel- Felton, Josh Felton, Jerome Felton, Good. Jerome Felton, yeah.
1: Good guess, but Jerome Felton was one who was actually cut so that mm. they could keep this guy, who lasts with the Bills for I think two weeks.
2: Oh, uh, Glenn Kronkowski.
1: Yes, Gronkowski.
2: Yeah. Okay. Wow.
1: So we have what else? We have a linebacker have
0: and. A- a- Tight end linebacker
1: and a tight end, a linebacker who is uh, and so we'll move this along. I'll give you big hints. The linebacker was rumored to be among the cuts this year, but he survived yet again.
2: Oh, Matt, no, Matt
1: he's, Milano, he's 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 lost his starting job to Matt Milano, Ramon Humber, Ramon Humber, yes, and, and the the tight end we discussed on this podcast,
0: Bob Humber, oh, uh, O'Leary, Nick O'Leary,
1: yep, Nick O'Leary, okay. All right. okay. 2015. Rex Ryan upset with Bills kicker blank says team will explore other options.
0: Ryan Lindell. No. So
1: Post Lindell.
0: Post, but before Stephen Hauschka.
1: Yep. Who oh, was I that? Dan Carpenter. Yes, Dan yeah. Carpenter. All right. yeah. Sorry,
0: maybe I should only have one guess. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> Good. Sorry. The second
1: okay. I say kicker, Frank will be like. Scott Norwood, Steve Christie, Jake I'll Just like start naming all the kickers. Oh, know. right. Like oh, I yeah. know
0: the guy after Steve Christie. Sure.
1: <laughs> Jake <laughs> Ariel is in his half season with the team. Um, all right. 2014. Doug Moreau not worried about perceived risk of having blank return kicks for Buffalo Bills. Um, uh,
2: Stevie Johnson. Uh,
1: carbon. No. Correct answer. CJ Spiller. Yep. Uh, uh,
2: I jumped, jumped in. The Otis. Yeah, but no,
0: uh, you're good. We, we, yeah, we get, I think we get, we'll we get one guess each year. And
2: yeah.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a couple guesses each or 15 seconds is right. either rule. Or All you right. us, fresh, yeah,
2: they, yes.
1: yeah. Fresh starts benefits, fresh start benefits Bills wide receiver. And he says, I try not to focus on things, but I know people that were counted on me. People say I'm injury prone. I've only been hurt one or two times.
0: Sammy Watkins. Good guess, but
1: this was right before, a year before Sammy got there. Uh, Famous special teamer. Not famous, um, but he was a special teamer.
2: Marcus Easley?
1: Yes, Marcus Easley. Yeah, all right. All right. A little hint. Yep. All right, here comes, this will be a, this is scary to talk about some of these players we're going to talk about now. 2012, Bill's backup (laughs) quarterback blank accepts pay cut.
0: Uh twenty twelve
2: backup.
1: Yeah. Uh, twenty twelve uh, starter is hard enough. Twenty twelve yeah. backup. so it was Fitzpatrick was the starter.
0: I was gonna guess Fitzpatrick, so his backup would have been
1: um He got hit in the head with a football <laughs> Do you remember that there was a there was a highlight of him on the sideline? He might have to come to do a game. He wasn't paying oh, attention. Oh yes! yes. Oh, I yeah. do remember this. Who was that? It was um. Oh right! He threw it at the he
0: threw it at the, the springy thing, and it, it hit him right in the freaking head. Um. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead, tell me. Yeah, I got I'm gonna it. kick myself here.
1: Uh, all right, uh, it's Tyler's uh, Tyler pen. Oh, I
2: think oh,
0: <laughs> oh, I remember that clip. Uh, that was
1: uh, such a billsy thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. These next two are tough. I will give you the hint that the 2011 one was someone who is an answer to this day in Bill's history trivia like six months ago, maybe. He's probably dead. Uh, okay. No, he's alive. Well alive, thankfully. Uh, Bill's veteran center blank among final cuts. The context was this know. is the center who leaped up into Fitz's arms when he thought Fitzpatrick had thrown the touchdown to Stevie and Stevie had dropped it.
2: Uh, p- 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 Former Carolina. Not. Oh, Jeff Hangartner.
1: Yes. Nicely done. Yes.
2: Got my old lineman. Got that.
1: All right. 2010. Good luck. All right. Third string quarterback relatively happy about play.
0: Thad Lewis.
1: Good guess. This guy played one quarter for the Bills in the season finale of 2010. And that was his Bills. That was his NFL history. He is now an assistant coach at <laughs> Troy State. I looked up. Hmm. Leo's Uh, uh
2: Yeah. Um, I will say Steve Buscemi.
1: Steve Buscemi, correct. Also known as Levi Brown. Levi, Levi Brown.
0: Brown. Yeah. Seventh round pick, I believe.
1: Yep. yep. End of the draft. Alright. 2009, Bills acquire safety blank via trade with Buffalo. Here's your hint. This guy, according to what he said to police when they arrested him when he was a Bill, is worth millions. Do you know who I am? I'm this guy and I'm worth millions. Who'd they yes. trade him? who they trade oh, him to? Uh, the Lions.
0: Anthony Hargrove.
1: Good guess, but he was oh. a defense end. Oh, dude. Uh,
2: what, what, what was the first? Safety. Was... Lions acquire oh, safety, safety blank
1: by trade with Buffalo. <sighs>
2: uh, not, not Jairus Bird. Nope. Nope.
1: Um yeah, not uh, not quite no. Jairus Bird's uh, profile.
2: Yeah, not Trevenson either. <laughs> <Nope>. No. <laughs> he shares the
1: last name with the Bills most famous murderer.
2: So
0: Simpson. Oh, Co Simpson.
1: Go Simpson, yep.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Here's the bonus one, because I think uh, you both have liked to talk about this gentleman in the past. Bonus Bills fire offensive coordinator blank. <laughs>
2: Um. So there's been so so many great ones.
1: There has uh, been. This is the one who called the infamous uh, Lossman bootleg against the Jets when they were would have won the game. Uh, you know, uh,
0: it obviously, it was 19th century German Romantic landscape <laughs> painter, generally considered the most important German artist of his generation, Caspar yeah. David Friedrich.
2: <laughs> the CDF,
1: is yes. we call him in our circles.
2: No, uh, I can't. Oh, um, uh, was it, uh, was it a Hackett?
1: No, but it, that oh, that guess. would be good. You you never know for whom the Turk Schonert is. Common. Oh, so, <laughs> it's Turk Schoenert. the Turk. Turk. All right. this is a tough one. 2008, Bills linebacker blank out having knee surgery. He was a big part of the Bills in the mid mm. to late 2000s. What lights Tampa out. And then- oh, no,
0: yeah. I thought that was. Uh, I thought you were making a lights out reference.
2: Yeah, I thought he was too. Um, uh, late 2000s linebacker.
1: His initials are AC. <sighs> Oh, I was going to say, then
0: I won't guess Kavika Mitchell. Um, yeah.
2: uh, AC. Um. Wow. That's oh, an um, obvious hint, but I can't get yeah, it.
0: Cow, cow, cow.
1: Angelo. Angelo. Oh, there we go. Yep.
0: Wow. All and, right. Sorry.
1: He, that's he, all right.
0: No, no, I'm sorry to him. Like He he deserves to be remembered a little. Yeah, yeah he was a He started a
1: lot of
2: games for us, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, 2006. Patriots claim Bills wide receiver blank Fast Freddy blank off waivers. Smith. Yep, remember the first name? Jonathan. Uh,
2: Jonathan, yeah.
1: Jonathan Fast Freddy Smith. The most nonsensical nickname yeah. ever. Yep. Right. All right, 2004. Third string quarterback blank has nice debut with newest team, the Buffalo Bills.
0: 2004, third string, nope. third string, third string quarterback. 2004.
1: Yep, Bledsoe, Bledso Van Pelt, and this guy. Bledso Van Pelt. Wow. Yeah, uh, University uh, of Florida. If that helps.
2: Um, was it Wenke?
1: No, no, good guess. No. Although I think he was Florida State.
2: He was. You're
1: right.
0: Um, um all I can think of is is. But
2: obviously he is not the answer. Before Chris Leak. Yeah, this is yeah, I would have been uh, in school then. So I would, I don't I don't yeah, I can't remember. Even right, like whatever SEC sucks. Shane Matthews.
1: Shane Matthews. Through that had a good Bill's career by statistics. I think he played two games. All right. Uh this last one, so I don't give it away. I'm going to place the last word of this headline with a synonym. Two thousand three. Bill's retaining skilled attorney.
0: Lawyer Malloy.
1: Lawyer yeah. Malloy is the day they signed him yeah. away from the path for the big yeah. victorious uh, yeah. start of yeah. the two thousand three season. Two thousand two cards to look at. Ex Bills tackle blank.
2: Jonas Jennings.
1: Nope. Guy drafted during the Super Bowl years. We're going way back for this guy. Oh,
0: um, 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 okay. I do know him. It was Ruben Brown. No, he's guard. He's no. guard.
1: Damn it. Oh.
0: You Eric can't Larson? see
1: him. John Cena, (laughs) close. Change one letter of that last name. John Fina. John Fina. There we go. All right. All right. Two thousand one.
0: What's more embarrassing? You giving that clue or me getting
1: it? Okay. Three to go. Two thousand one. Here's hoping cutting blank isn't a mistake. They're talking about a veteran safety who made a couple Pro Bowls with the Bills.
0: Um,
2: who would that have been? Winfield Clements. No. I don't remember. He has uh, a great
1: name, one might name a child this. That's just my opinion. Aval-
2: um,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travis Henry.
2: T- 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 um,
0: Lucy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um, um, All right. I think it's World War up. II General Creighton Abrams. Yes.
1: Creighton, yes. Creighton Abrams, Henry Jones.
2: Ah, okay. Jones.
1: All right. 2000. Now we're in the post game headlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, blank helps Bills survive opener. After the Titans tied it with 9.44 showing, Blank replaced a Gimpy Johnson and eventually drove the Bills down for a Steve Christie field goal with 31 seconds left. It went down to the wire. This time, the Titans were fresh out of miracles. Doug Flutie. Good guess.
0: Rob Johnson.
1: Well, he was the, no, one, who down, was the, the one, one who went down. Johnson was the one who went down. Oh, right.
0: So it wasn't Flutie.
1: I may have mentioned his name not long ago. Oh.
0: Chris Wenke. <laughs> Oh, Alex Van Pelt. There we go. Alex Van
1: Alex Pelt, A V P. And this is the million-dollar one, because I don't think there's any way you guys get this one. But we'll see. Nineteen ninety-five. Uh, this is a game against the Broncos here in Denver, about twenty five feet. Well, more than that from where I'm sitting. Uh Blank is Bill's leading receiver and lost to Broncos on TNT Sunday night football.
0: TNT Sunday night football. Nineteen ninety five. Jim Kelly's making the throws. This is just after the Super Bowl. Super yep. Bowls. Um, I'm still in high school though.
1: So, so we're past teammates. the we're not we're not past Reading Lofton and BB, but they're, you know, they're those are, they're those not are the of. Yeah, right.
0: yeah. Um I'm gonna say was it Quinn Early? Was he around? That's a that...
1: great guess. It's not right, but that is the if I didn't guess th- that is one of the guys you would want to guess.
0: Yeah, I like that's right around when he was there. I can't yep. quite remember, but okay, so I feel good that I got in the neighborhood.
1: Right. I would have guessed either him, Bill Brooks, or the guy who the correct answer is. Russell Copeland.
0: Russell Copeland. Russell I remember, Copeland. I remember Russell, Copeland Russell Copeland when you yeah. said the name, but that's it. All right. Yeah. I feel like I got, you know, close to the hole on Queen Early.
1: Yeah, you did um, well. And that is uh, this day in Bill's Headline, September 4th.
0: Very good. I'm I'm looking forward to maybe not when you're in Spain, but doing this more throughout the season. Oh, yeah. um, we got a schedule to get through. We're going to skip game one because we're going to preview it. Um. Or, you know what, let's not do that. Let's preview the game now and then give our quick hits on 2, 3, and 4. Um, the Ravens, the predicted score on uh, one of the odds websites right now is basically 30 to 10 Ravens. Um, the the It's a 7-point spread. Uh, that's what I'm seeing here. Ravens by a touchdown. Obviously, nobody has any faith in the Bills offense. Uh, it's certainly feasible. The bill's defense will have taken a step back or just there's a level of variance in defenses that, that seems that even if they're good, it doesn't mean that you're bad. It's just, it's a little too much luck to sort of maintain a good defense. Um, and certainly the type of turnovers the bills were getting. Um, I mean, you'll be, you'll be happily on a different continent, Paul. Um, do you want to go first and then, and then, and then Scott and I will be watching here uh, not going to the trash heap tire fire that is the city of Baltimore, <laughs> uh, or their terrible, terrible, the terrible, horrible, horrible fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thankfully, we have no
1: fans in Baltimore that right. I'm, I'm aware of. Well, I... they'd
0: have to know how to use a computer to do <laughs> our show. Anyway, uh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> should I should I put my should I put my prediction in here too? Yeah, no, go let's, ahead. Let's, let's just let's get do prediction it. all right,
0: and then we'll 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 finish yeah. up with the games two, three, and four of so, the first quarter of the season.
1: So I think this is going to be one of the five. I think this is going to be one what? of the wow. Yeah, what? I think the the Ravens. Having had to <laughs> been forced to watch them in recent, you know, since since moving back to, to DC, it's uh there's just very little about that team that impresses me. They'll have moments, but toward the end of last year, they barely beat the Colts. They got swept by the Bengals. I think two of the last four weeks they lost mm-hmm. those games. I don't think they did all that much in the offseason to really differentiate themselves. And I think the Bills have the advantage that the Jets had going into game one of last year against Buffalo where everyone just assumed they were NFL, not even NFL level, they were so terrible. And I think the talent disparity between the Bills and the Ravens is not that huge. And I think the Bills have an element of surprise because no one's seen half of their players play, except for LaShawn McCoy, who anyone has difficulty stopping, even though they've seen him for, you know, six seasons now. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout win by any regards. I don't think the offense is going to do anything exceptional i think joe flacco is is one of the most overrated qbs of our generation will no doubt hand some balls either to poyer or Hyde or trey white or someone along those lines so i think it's gonna be an ugly ugly game but i think the bills are gonna pull it out 16 to 15.
2: okay um i don't i think the bills are gonna lose the bills uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Lost this game last year to Baltimore. Is that correct? Or was I think it, it two was two years,
1: years ago? ago they lost to Baltimore. No, or did they lose to Baltimore last year? I can't. No, they lost two years ago.
2: Okay. Um Regardless, I I still don't think that. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I think team... they
1: lost to Baltimore two years ago, like sixteen to fifteen as well. It was another similarly awful score.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. You're right. No, we didn't play them last year. Um, so. No, I I don't think that the the Ravens are that good, but the Bills are going to have you know some of the smallest amount of talent like in the league. Like there's just really not a lot of like what is the Bills' strength? It's LaShawn McCoy, and three out of four guys in the secondary are pretty good. Like that's is not that's not a team. That's that's a I don't know what it is, but it's it's a it's a bridge game. Uh, it's it's a it's certainly not an NFL team. I don't. I, I can't imagine that they're going to go into Baltimore and beat them. Uh, agreed, Flacco's overrated. I don't think Nathan Peterman's been any better than him right now. Um, and the Bills have a lot, and the you know the Ravens have a lot more kind of talent at various other positions. They have C.J. Mosley, they have Brandon Williams, they have Terrell Suggs, who's old but still can you know is as good as any of the pass rush that I've seen out of the Bills already this season. Um, they're going to have some. You know, there's questions about whether the, the Ravens are going to play Lamar Jackson um and whether you know they kept three they kept him griffin and flacco obviously but there's this rumors that there's like going to be a lamar jackson package where he's going to have some wildcat stuff in it i don't see how the bills are going to be able to stop that given that we're not particularly fast at linebacker other than Edmonds. um you know again there's plenty of holes on the ravens but there's far far greater amount of holes on the bills um so i think uh i'm going to put this one at Ravens you know yeah I'll put that at Ravens seventeen bills you know ten so it's that's a push i would I would say if you're betting I would say um you can you can safely leave the Ravens
1: seventeen and a half bills ten
2: <laughs> yeah it's, I I think, I think this is a safe cover for the Ravens I'm not too worried about that
1: you do, ha- I do want to call out on the trail Suggs reference that you were still in college when he turned pro Scott I just want to bring that up that he is in fact ancient
2: he he he's the first game of the season if there's one game <laughs> he's gonna be prepared for it's this one
0: fair enough will we have to start talking more about betting now that it's legal in most places in the country will we will, will we have to be bookies
2: or I, think I don't know if you guys wants... saw
1: my text a couple of weeks ago but my boss did uh, buy uh, spend 10 bucks in Vegas. Uh, and he got me a ticket uh, for the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year at one hundred twenty-five to one odds. Nice. So
0: we'll enjoy our. Yes.
1: Yeah, so we will. Uh, you know, we'll figure out how we're going to spend our twelve hundred and fifty dollars come come February when that comes to fruition.
0: Um, I don't think the Bills are going to win this. Um, I I I worry that the offense is going to be bad enough that it's going to turn into more uh points than. Um, just the, just the, uh, what, what the offense can manage for the, the Ravens. I mean, this is a kind of game where, uh, if you can't really get going, it really could get to be 24, 26 points for them to bills. 10. Um, I also would pick the Ravens to cover, uh, largely based on the strength of, of, of what has already been said, but just sort of, I believe that the, the, the frustrations of the offense, if it, if it looks like it's what it's supposed to be, um, then, you know it's gonna it's gonna leave the ball on the wrong side of the field too often um and so yuck uh but you know this is where we also get to learn a bit about um what the bill's offense is made of and maybe it's gonna be better than you know the uh the you know what was what's been advertised but I don't really think so. Um, so I'm expecting a loss, and I will not be traveling up to Baltimore to watch this game. Uh, good luck to anybody who is. Bring a stun gun. Um, the uh, <laughs> Bills will then go to, and as is our tradition, we sort of review the season a quarter at a time. Um, you know, so the the Bills will then go to the city of Los Angeles. Uh, to this, you know, they will host the city of Los Angeles in the, in the season opener, then they will go to Minnesota and to green Bay. Uh, I will dispense with the, 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 uh, suspense uh, for me, uh, I have, I have a bad feeling they're going to start and four. Um, you know, Minnesota is obviously uh, a really good football team. Even if that, with the change of quarterback, um, I don't really want to pick against Aaron Rodgers and the ghost of Christmas past with Los Angeles. That's the one I think they could win with the, the West team coming East, but I'm not ready to pick against them. So, I mean, if you're asking me, this looks like, zero and 4. Um Scott, what do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when we did wacky schedule, we said that the, I said, oh, the Chargers game, uh, it would be completely insane for the Bills to start Nathan Peterman in the Chargers game. And of course he's definitely going to start. Barring well,
1: we're assuming he survives the Ravens game, <laughs> right? Is true. <laughs> he um, is slated to start the game. Exactly. You know, we'll see how it goes.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I think there would be a bit of poetry there. And I think I agree that that's certainly the matchup is best there. I, I similarly agree that the Vikings, um, <laughs> you know, certainly did not get any worse by putting in Kirk Cousins at quarterback and basically bringing back pretty much the rest of the team that made it to the NFC Championship last year. Um, the Packers obviously were not as good, but that, again, is without Rodgers, and that guy is probably worth about, you know, yeah, I think he's going to single-handedly win as many games for the Packers this year as the entire Bills team will win for the Bills. Um, so I, I think, yeah, those are both pretty pretty big L's uh, going to Green Bay anyway. Um, so yeah, that Chargers game, it really comes down to that. Um, you know, the Chargers do have some holes, um, but at the same time, I, I think they probably are just gonna have a little too much. I mean, that that game we had a shot at. They had a lot of holes that we were able to find. McCoy had some good runs in that game, um, but it was just too much. And I think, you know, it's it's tough for me to see that it's certainly close, but I, I also have them starting 0-4. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'm similarly. I have them at one and three because I can't have them at O and four because I predicted them to win uh, next. I think, you know, they did have the early season upset against Atlanta last year. Actually, all their games were upsets early last season because they were, I think, underdogs and everything, but the Jets game that they won. Uh, So they went to Atlanta and won. You know, Minnesota's in a similar situation. They didn't even win the conference, but they they almost won the conference. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Green Bay with Rodgers back is a very formidable opponent. Also, if, for those of you who don't know, the Packers and Bills, no matter how good or bad the team is, the teams are, wherever the game is played, the home team wins. That has just been the history. And, and inferior Bills teams beat the Packers in 2014 and 2006 when they were in Buffalo. And an inferior Packers team beat the Bills in the early 90s and because the game was in Green Bay. So that tends to be the pattern. And then, uh, you know, San Diego, oh, I got to stop saying San Diego. I got to stop. The uh, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, they just, uh, after what they did to Peterman, they're the one team that has a good idea of what to do against him because they've done it already. I think he won't play as badly. He'll only throw maybe four interceptions in that first half. So, you know, I, but I don't think that's going to go well either. So I am similarly pessimistic on the beginning of the season. And if they don't beat the Ravens, eh, and then if they don't beat the Chargers, eh, we're, we're looking at for a long season.
0: Do you, um, it's just final thoughts on this and then we'll get out of here. Do you think that, do you see Josh Allen going into the second quarter if they're one and three or oh and four, or it won't be until later in the year?
1: It's a good I, question. Uh, uh, Scott, you can go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
2: no. Yeah. I
1: mean, okay.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't think the schedules, I mean, I think In that Scott? game yeah um at houston maybe um yeah that's that's definitely going to be tough obviously if if jj watts healthy that Houston mm-hmm. defense is pretty nasty and obviously deshaun watson healthy as well right. they're going to be better but the colts are you know even with andrew luck are still probably not going to be you know burning the building down in terms of awesome so i'll i'll, I'll say there's a decent chance that Alan could get in there after that first quarter of the season if Peterman's really taking a beating and we feel like we got to change things up. All right.
0: Um. Okay. Well, if Paul doesn't have any different thoughts, then...
1: Nope. Nope.
0: Well, we'll talk about it more as as we see how this team plays. So thank you. Uh, let's let's run it down really quickly. You can find us on Twitter at b bbillsmny or facebook.com backslash bbillsmny. That is definitely a good place to be right now as we sort out the feed for the podcast, which I think I will have time to do this week. Um, you can also email us, bbillsmny at gmail.com. And that's it for now. Those are the places where you can get a hold of us. Um, but what else do you need? Until next time, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, I certainly hope we're all wrong and and it goes, uh, or not Paul isn't wrong, but you know that we uh, <laughs> we have a better season than it looks like right now. But even if we don't, uh, we'll we'll be here talking about the Bills Uh, as the season goes on thank you so much again my name is frank i'm scott i'm paul good night everyone